Hi, I'm Nate Flax. I'm Noah Longworth-McGuire. And, and this, this is, is Talking, Talking Lion. Lion. Talking Lion is a podcast focused on artist-to-artist conversations. We're primarily artists, a duo called Sleeping Lion. And throughout our career as songwriters and producers, we've had the opportunity to work with so many incredible rising artists. Talking Lion is about hitting record on the conversations we've had with our musical friends and collaborators to get a glimpse into what their life's been like and where it's going. A few reminders before we start. Firstly, we now have a Patreon for fans of the show to show their support and help keep the show going. As a Patreon subscriber, not only will you earn rewards, but you'll also gain exclusive access to a chat room in our Discord server. Here you can talk with us and even suggest questions for our guests. Go to patreon.com slash talkinglion to subscribe. We appreciate your support. As we mentioned, we also have a Discord server that's become a sort of community hub for Sleeping Lion and Talking Lion. We're very active on there and very eager to talk to you about who you are on the show and how you feel about the new episodes, as well as just talking about life. So yeah, come through and you can talk with us. You can make some new friends, share your art, and share your memes. Go to sleepinglionmusic.com slash discord to join our server. We hope to see you there. Lastly, our face is on a shirt. We have shirts now for Talking Lion with our faces on them. If you want to wear us on your shirt, Buy a shirt. It helps support the show and it shows your friends that you like Sleeping Lion and Talking Lion. You can find these shirts on our website, sleepinglionmusic.com slash store. Pro tip, Patreon supporters of the honorary lion tier or higher will get a free shirt. Now back to the show. We recorded this episode with our friend Tim Atlas. We first connected with Tim through a friend of mine who managed him. We later met in person at South by Southwest in 2018. We recorded this interview following the release of Tim's EP, Quota, a few days before he moved from LA to New York. An incredibly kind and supportive friend whose music reminds us to take a moment to vibe out and unwind. It's meant a lot to have Tim Atlas in our corner for all these years. And we wish him the best in New York City. So, without further ado, I'm Tim Atlas and this is Talking Lion. Well, hey. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> Hello. What's up? Thanks it's, for having me, guys. Of course, man. Of course. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, it's been so long. <laughs> it really has been so long. And you were playing like down the street and we didn't even get a chance to see you, I man. I know. I know. First show in a year and a half. But yeah, I wasn't expecting like everyone to come, you know. Be... Well, yeah, I mean, you know, but, but, <laughs> but, but next time we will be there. That's how it's going to go down. But yeah. I'm, no, I'm glad you could be here, especially because you're moving to New York super soon. Yeah. How long have you been out here? Um, I've been out here like four, five years now. Oh, shit. That'll yeah. Long well, time. And I feel like I will end up back here. But Two New York winters and you're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I grew up in California. So like I, I, right. I haven't really experienced uh, weather in its like full capacity. Right. It's right. fun. It's fun for a little bit. Is it's it, cool. It's yeah. charming. You'd be, you'd be like, shocked by how much weather there is out, outside of that. Yeah. Are so you both from the East Coast? I'm from New York. He's okay. from Rome, I Italy. Grew, I grew up in Rome, which also kind of doesn't have weather. But uh, Okay. But I went to college in Boston. It definitely so has definitely. the Ides of March, though. Oh, yeah. You got to watch out. <laughs> Always beware of the Ides of March. Um, I feel like I, I experienced my most hurtful winter in Boston. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The winter's I mean, hurt there. Boston winters you have to take personally. Like Boston winters are out to insult you. <laughs> yeah. it, ins- it insults your resolve. It insults your intelligence. Like Boston winter is going coming for your jugular. Like, yeah, yeah. The, like you can wear as many layers as you want, but they're gonna. Strip it just you goes right. Yeah, right through your pride and joy. <laughs> <laughs> strip you of your happiness. Right. It's the Dementor's kiss of weather. Oh it's my so god. True. I mean, we we met like during. The that like awful blizzard in 2015, 
like that was how we wound up becoming like initially friends before the whole sleeping lion stuff. It was stuff. like three weeks of school being canceled. Because we just couldn't leave our dorm. Like literally it was like, you will get frostbite if you go outside. Yeah. Don't yeah. go outside. Yeah. That's so crazy. Boston. Would you say that like the weather affected uh, your songwriting or your mm. art in any way? Interesting. You definitely write a lot about snow and then <laughs> realize that you probably should write about other things. Right. Yeah. It definitely affected my moods which caused me to write more yeah you know i think that like i mean i still get a seasonal depression in los angeles but there's nothing like being absolutely like fucked up and then not being able to go out or yeah. take a walk you know yeah um yeah man I cuffing yeah. season exists okay you know nice yeah. well because cuffing season in los angeles is like everybody decides they want to go out for like a month cuffing season in you know boston is if you aren't dating somebody before January, you are going to be stuck inside alone. <laughs> yep. It's very utilitarian. That's so crazy. Yeah. See, like the weather doesn't dictate a whole lot for me. I just know that I I do fine in like cold weather. We did like our first big boy tour uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of 2020. So and it was in January. So we went like through all these cold cities, black ice, you know, like storms like the whole thing i didn't live through it but it was like a month of that so i know that i can you know get by and feel fine you have the right clothes you got the clothes yet i got us i got a couple scarves okay that's good got a nice little peacoat nice well, I, I, <laughs> nice 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 i mean you don't have to tell me twice i yeah. peacoats are my whole thing i okay. love peacoats oh, yeah. man that's your i'll say it's my, my peacoats right behind you oh nice <laughs> in la too oh I, <laughs> anybody listening who knows who, who's seen me out and about i don't go anywhere without it nice. it's my personality <laughs> <laughs> does he have personality or is he just wearing a peacoat yeah yeah we are so like la indoctrinated at this point that we legitimately like in march tried to drive to Colorado in the middle of a, of a snowstorm in a Toyota Camry. Mm. Yeah. We're just <laughs> like, like, it'll we, be fine. We skidded off the road. We couldn't make it up the mountain. So we had to walk for like a mile in the snow, like on a mountain. It yeah. was just a crazy, oh my God. stupid. We, and we were all just like, we all know better. Yeah. Why did we do this? Yeah. It's because everywhere is LA when you live in LA. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have those stories too. Yeah, and you're like, definitely. you know, going on the road. My first like little boy tour, because mm-hmm. this was like this was like cafes in Colorado, but like eight of them. Cool. Um, I went on tour with Miette when we were 18. Wow. And we were all in a van and <laughs> it was precarious as hell because it was icy and it was mm. the winter and it was awesome. Um, and it was cold. You just remember that we had a little crack in the windshield. Um, of the rental van that luckily we didn't have to pay for, but there's a little crack in the windshield, so it was just cold air. <laughs> oh, you could feel the air. Through oh, we the could crack. feel the air through the crack. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just like a tiny crack. It was a, <laughs> it was a tiny crack that progressively got bigger oh as we went through different temperature <laughs> deviations. Yeah, dude, I crazy. mean, tour tour does it, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> Love it, but you, and then you hate it. You said you grew up around it. here, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in like the the Bay Area. All right, oh. yeah. Like I was born in Oakland, nice. um, and then spent most of my life in San Jose. I'll do it. That's awesome. So you're yeah. a West Coaster, East Coaster, the boot. 
Yes. Bukitabepa. I'm from Bukitabepa. I'm from Bukitabepa. I was born in a Bukitabepa. He was found in a family-sized plate. Raised in an olive garden. Oh, yes. <laughs> so much culture. I mean, they're, they're your family. Yeah, they're your family. Exactly. Yeah. So are we. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Everyone is. <laughs> Every, you know what? Oh, we're all, we're all, we're all there. Hey, if I ever go missing, I'm, I'm at an olive garden. I'm in the vat of pasta. At an olive garden. <laughs> in the vat of pasta in the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's prompting the New York move? That's my question. Um, I think it's just uh, complacency mm-hmm. or just feeling like a bit comfortable. I think when you're pursuing an artist project um, for, you know, more than a couple of years, you start to try and figure out ways to just like shake things up mm-hmm. because sometimes it feels self-indulgent and also like you're doing the same thing over and over. So like uh, one of, I feel like one of the more immediate things you can do is just to like change up your whole scenery mm-hmm. and just to like shake things up in your life and get a little uncomfortable and, LA is like the city has given me so much, but um, I've, I've, I'm definitely comfortable, you know. Yeah. So I just want to like, you know, shake the snow globe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, no, and, and, and see what happens, you know. Yeah. We see where it goes. we were actually feeling a similar kind of complacency, and then for what it's worth, the pandemic shook it up for us. Right. Mm, it was like, yeah. It was like, oh, okay. So all of this is as precarious as we thought it was, and there are ways we could, you know, be pushing our career forward that we hadn't even thought of. And then, you know, our friends do well on TikTok and all that, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and so it was just a, a big sort of wake, wake up call. Um, even like, even interpersonally, we're like, mm-hmm. well, we love sleep and lion, but also we both have our own styles that, and that's what we bring to the table. What if we distilled that? What if I tried something? What if he tried something? Mm-hmm. What if we come back even better? You know, like right. that. So I feel like in a lot of ways, like, and I'm sure a lot of people have experienced I think in the pandemic, either the the peak of complacency, like, oh, I have gotten this level of comfort, what's next? Right. Or been sort of awoken by their own discomfort. Yeah. You know? So that's, yeah. like, I think, kind of kind of where like, everybody's, everybody's transforming, you know? In the beginning of the pandemic, for sure. I, I, was, I was definitely on that page. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to move my whole studio into my apartment. And, you know, we're all collectively going through this thing so i don't know it just puts you in a different mindset yeah and i don't know maybe i just missed that a little bit because mm. now i'm you know i'm chilling well i miss new york i mean i think the reason i visit as often i i tell people all the time like la is drugs mm. like la is la is the definition of too much of a good thing mm. so i feel like as aw- awesome as it is to be here at a certain point you're like why why do i feel crazy Mm. Like, why do I feel like I've been on this like bender for a year? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and it's just every day is the same perfect day. And like, and I love it. Like, it's genuinely like a good high to be here. But I don't love being high all the time. Yeah. I think what I love about being able to like flush it out of my system and go to New York is that for a second, I feel like I'm home. You know, for a second, I get to kind of like feel like I'm supposed to feel, which is just sort of like this, like a little bit more scrappy. And yeah. and that's the thing is like, I'm always just a little high strung. So scrappy and moving and all that, all those New York, you know, I want to be a part of it. New yeah. York, New York, you know? And sometimes like, so you don't really get that, like that feeling in LA where you're part of like some like organism yeah. because we're all kind of like, 
in our apartments. Then we get in our cars to get from point A to point B. And then we get back in our cars to go back home. And that's like our lives. There's not like a whole lot of shared experience out here. Mm, not like the MTA. Yeah. I feel like I like broke up with New York because we were like mutually tired of each other. Mm. But then like, you know, and, I, and now I'm going out with LA and it's very pretty. But also I'm like, we had a nice thing, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind it. You know, like maybe maybe we just weren't old enough to appreciate each other. Mm. New York and I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It was a tough, uh, it was a really tough breakup. We all had to do some soul yeah. searching. Well, she'll be there. Yeah, she always you is. She's around. Shining bright. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just pull her up out of your closet yeah. of skeletons. And- <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> drunk, drunk text drunk New York. Text. <laughs> drunk text the entire city. <laughs> hey, New York, you up? Of yeah. course I'm up. I never sleep. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, dead. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> We met at South by Southwest. I know Is that where we first that's met? where we met in person. Okay. I was I was friends with Leah and I knew of you and of course like there's the We Found the Music stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the first time we I think met in person was South by. And you were so nice because you came to see us at the the corner of a hotel lobby, like next to the gym of the hotel. <laughs> and and I was like and and, and at no point did we ever get the vibe from you that it wasn't a show? Like you made us just feel like we just just played for, you know, 300 people at Uh like a beer garden in Austin. But the truth is, is like we went to South by, we like, we were, we were still early in our, our stuff because it was a couple of years ago. And so we were so excited. We're like, we're playing South by, we got there and it's just like corner of the hotel, a brewery on the, the city limits that only serves kombucha, you know? And (laughs) And it was just, and it wasn't like we were necessarily disappointed, but it was like, we were almost just a little embarrassed that we were like doing the, we're playing South by flex Mm. when in our heart of hearts, we kind of knew we were just there, you know, but but you were so nice. You were like, that was awesome. You you made us feel like we had just played like a legitimate South by show, even though we were literally in the corner of a hotel. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, I was just happy to like. Go and check you guys out. It was like, I like those intimate shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's just like everyone's ears are are just like tuned in. And your music like caters to that environment as well. I mean, you were, I remember you were like on the couch. You were one of three people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There were free snacks too. There were free snacks. Was that that, that, that the gig that had the free uh, canned wine? Yeah. 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 It was was sponsored by the canned wine company. That's right. We were like, yeah, we we showed up like, somebody came. (laughs) And we loved your music. Like we've been jamming to your music. So we're like, oh my God. Like, you know. That's sick. (laughs) That was my first topic. By too. Actually, it was my first and only South by. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we played a lot of grimy spots where I was like, well, here's your corner. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, Free <sure>. wine. <laughs> yeah. One drink ticket is your payment for this show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, but that's the thing. Like, you play those shit shows and then you just never know who's there. You mm-hmm. know? That's like, so true. Um, we played this, like, really crappy, like, saloon 
and I was on the mic. I was like, I never knew we'd end up here. <laughs> uh, All those then, years of wanting yeah, to play South by now here we are. Just honing in on my talent and skill to build up to this moment. Um, but one guy in the back is like, who are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, my name is Jim Apples. <laughs> Jim Apples. <laughs> um, Jim who? <laughs> in that show, uh, my lawyer was in the, was in the crowd. Oh, and very he's cool. like, Helped me with my label deal. Uh, was he your lawyer at the time, or did no? He, okay, so no, he just showed up. Oh, I think shit. Leah, you know Leah. She like yeah. everyone loves her. So, oh my god! Um, people are going to come to the showcase if, if she asks. I, I love right. Leah. I, I feel like the my like most vivid memory of her for some reason. Either Noah and I, or my manager and I, showed up to one of Leah's parties a week early. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You just knock on the door. So we just knocked on the door. The first one and she like comes out in her pajamas and like a like 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 a you know <laughs> has like one of those like night like shawls and and she's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it was like nine thirty, and I'm like, isn't it a party? <laughs> I had like I had like a case of beer. Oh my and god. She, she's she's like. Next week. <laughs> Next week. So funny. Yeah, I think it must have been Josh. Yeah. That's was, really funny. It was, uh, I had never been so, like, pleasantly embarrassed. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, all the people, like, I'm glad it was Aaliyah, like, who would be like, oh, yeah, Nate's just ridiculous. Like, he'll, he'll do that fine, you know? Right, as right. opposed As opposed to somebody who might be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he did I guess what? I have had a lot of moments. With Leah like that, where she doesn't make you feel so bad about being mm. kind of dumb. I mean, <laughs> you, all, yeah, you all are so nice because I think it's so easy. I think we here's something we don't talk about enough on the podcast or in general. Mm. It's so easy to be dumb in this industry. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it is so easy yeah. to just be completely bad shit, stupid. Yeah, because okay, here's my here's my hypothesis. We are people who are naturally not great at organizational stuff, which is right. why we went into music. Like if we were good at organizational stuff, we'd be nine to fiving it right. and doing that thing. Right. So it's not our strong suit. Not our strong suit. So we are people who outsource our literal schedule. Like there is somebody who is literally in charge of that thing for us. There are people, if you're, you know, if you've built out that team, who are in charge of your finances, who are in charge of like all of the legal stuff that you have to do. That's a good that's a that's the best case. And even, you know, on the label side, then you've got an entire team helping you with creative and posting and all there are so many people who who are picking up the reins of what we're doing that benefit from us not knowing what we're doing mm. you know there's an yeah. entire mm-hmm. industry around right. an entire professions around us not being able to be our own accountants us not being able to understand split sheets uh you know like right and that's good and well and fine and whatever but like man is it easy to be stupid sometimes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the expectation has changed too. I mean, for independent musicians, it's like you kind of have to be a Swiss army knife and yeah. you yeah. have to be able to do those things. And now that I, I have my team and, and you know, everyone that fills in those holes for me. Yeah. It, it allowed me to just like fully focus on music. And I've never been so grateful because I used to have like trust issues, you know, I, I mean, I, I, my own I emails, still do. Like, like, yeah. Every yeah. Day, yeah. You know? yeah for sure. And um, yeah. So uh, like, just to even think about uh, like taking on those tasks again is is pretty daunting. <laughs> well, and that's that's you get into writing and you're touring and your podcast and whatever. There's so much shit mm-hmm. that you don't even have the the mental bandwidth as a human 
to know. Right. Like, yeah. but again, you know, it's, I think it is easy to be pretty dumb in this because like we are good at this, this one thing. Mm-hmm. And if we're lucky five and if we're luckier 10, but there's still another 80 other things somebody needs to take care of, you know? Yeah. So it's definitely, yeah. definitely That's something. That's so true. Oh, real man. shit, man. Shout out to the managers listening. Yeah. You are the real MVPs. Mm-hmm. Keep the lights on. Because you keep the lights on. And if you're listening to this podcast, it means you're trying to learn about what the artist experience is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're trying to figure out, like, what is it like for us? Why, why are we so weird? Why can't we do our own schedules? It's because we're tired. Because we're incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we chose to be incompetent for you. Exactly. <laughs> so that you could have your little so that commission. You, so, that we could, so that we could pay you thousands of dollars a month to do that. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you. Pausing the podcast to shout out our sponsor, New Wave. No, I've been drinking coffee my entire life. You know, as a, as a Roman, same. As a New Yorker, absolutely. It's our birthright. It's our birthright. We came out of the womb drinking coffee. Fully caffeinated. And the thing is, is that we're not getting any younger. That's true. And we're not getting any less anxious. Oh, man, that's true, too. I'll say I have loved coffee my whole life, but lately it hasn't really been agreeing with me. How so? Unfortunately, when I drink coffee now, I just start feeling very agitated, very anxious. I've been looking around for alternatives that don't make my heart just beat out of my chest while I'm in the middle of working. And that's how we stumbled upon New Wave. New Wave's Flow State Coffee is an organic ground coffee meant to lower anxiety, improve brain function, and support creativity. With L-theanine and raw cacao, Flow State Coffee is meant to feel like a cup of hot chocolate or tea while giving the energy of coffee. And now, through Talking Lion, you can try a couple cups of your own. If you go to their website, newwave.co, that's N-O-O, wave.co, you can use the code BREWINGLION for 10% off your first order. We hope you get a creative boost and find your flow state. Now, back to the show. So you just put out an EP, Quota. Mm-hmm. What was that like? It was it was different this time. This time it was really different. Um, I think it's the longest I've ever worked on a record, just because there there are just like so many chapters um, over the last year um, and so many experiences, and so it was hard. It was hard to like pick and choose what to put on the record. So listening back, there is this like weird sense of uh, just like different versions of me on this record, mm. um, but it also feels kind of chronological and kind of like a timeline of just kind of what I've gone through and what we kind of collectively went through over the last year. So it was a lot of me in the studio, um, like by myself for hours and hours. And then, and then the occasional like zoom session, Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of that on this record. And I think that was a good thing because it allowed me to, um, you know, shake up the, shake up the process a bit. Um, also like sit more in the driver's seat, um, which I've just kind of like been owning more and more over the last um, couple of years now. Yeah, so it's, it's a fun record. There's like it, it's there's a lot of different sounds like sonically, but I guess like we get so caught up in our heads about like you know this is yeah, this you're, is who you're, I'm you're supposed saying, to you're be. You're saying like oh it's this, but I feel yeah. like there's such a unifying mm-hmm. quality to the record. Like yeah. I think that like you know while you might use a different like set of or palette on one record or a different record, yeah, like. 
the vibe like you're a vibey ass guy like mm. the vibe is all the same if you, now if, if one of the record one of the songs on the record sounded like one of the sad folky shit we were doing then i'd say like maybe you're jumping around a little bit yeah. you know but that'd also be kind of cool that like, would be cool <laughs> right in, yeah. in which case we like, got you we got you yeah yeah, yeah. exactly but man. like but I, like but i do i do mean to say like you know you have a great way and, and we have we struggle with it like you mm-hmm. have a great way of having strong emotional undertones but also that it vibes that it moves that it lets you like just like ha- like feel it reminds you to drop your shoulders mm, you know like I love that and i think that that's what unifies your music more than what is happening you know on one song or another song sonically yeah yeah thank you for saying that man oh of course um, man yeah I, I definitely have had the tendency in the past to like overthink about who Tim Atlas is and mm-hmm. like how I can make this like a cohesive experience where, um, you know, people are like immersed in this world. And I think that plays into my project well. Um, but sometimes I concern myself like way too much with it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just have to let go of the reins, try some new shit. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So. It's, it's well, always going to be you. Yeah, That's the exactly. Thing. Like, you like, just got to trust it, your instincts. You have to trust that it's always going to come from your brain. And even if you, even have a bit of a scattered brain, there's always going to be a level of cohesion that comes into mm. your music just because you are a unique person with a unique set of like influences and things. If any artist is like, yep, I know my sound. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, talk, to me in, <laughs> talk to me in two years. And if you still feel that way, then tell me how you're doing. Right. You know? Yeah, like, totally. Like, yeah. you know, either your listeners are going to get tired of that or you're going to get tired of that. Mm-hmm. And that tug of war, that tug of war should be present in this stuff. So I think the fact that you're questioning it at all. Is, is Tim Atlas your name? No. Okay. No, well, I, I only asked that question because that's the other thing that, that is sometimes complicated for artists. is like, this is your name. Yeah. This is who you are. Like, we get to say, oh, here's Sleeping Lion. Right. You know, and we get to at least have this other. Mm-hmm. So that does help it feel malleable. Same goes right. for Tim Atlas, you know. Some separation. Um, some separation. Because it's just like, if I had a project called Nate Flax... And I'd be like, okay, who do I want to be tomorrow? You know, like I'd feel a lot more like I'm trying to change my identity mm-hmm. than just doing the basic thing of creating a sound and evolving a sound for a project. You yeah. know, Sleeping Lion isn't me. It's us. It's yeah. this. It's, you know, another character. Yeah. You know, and that's that's important, I think. Yeah, um, totally, man. So I appreciate your journey on that, so, man. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, it's been interesting and I, I, it just makes me more excited for new stuff. Because uh, uh, maybe on this record, I gave myself more permission to try new shit and uh, to kind of like think outside the box and like to let go of kind of like my predisposed notion of like what I'm supposed to sound like, you know? Yeah, there definitely. you go. You know, it, it's like I rapped on a song the other yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, that's it. there we go. It's fucking growth, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was the thing too. Is when we started, we started specifically because we thought we had a an idea or an end to like what people liked and mm-hmm. took us literally years to write stuff we liked, mm. you know, to realize yeah. that like we were so inf- inspired by what we grew up listening to that we wanted to make stuff that made us feel like that. Not what was on the radio when we started the project. Yeah. God, I mean, could you imagine if we were making stuff like when we were first starting out, like what would we do? Like, we'd be so miserable. Yeah, we're just, you like, know? doing hype machine music. Hype machine music, Still making man. hype machine can't... music. Yeah, no way. Oh, yes. No way. Hype no way. Damn, bro.
stop in the podcast to shout out one of our sponsors, The Truffleist. Noah, you like to cook. I do like to cook. You're actually very good at cooking. I'd say I'm decent. But I think that the thing about cooking that you have taught me is that flavor is everything. Truly. You got to bring in little flavors that you wouldn't expect. And one of my favorite flavors is the taste of truffles. A great flavor. But we are so lucky to have the Truffless as a sponsor for Talking Lion. Founded by Jimmy Coons and based in Long Island City, Queens, the Truffless creates artfully handcrafted truffle products of the highest quality and flavor. While their truffles are imported from the countrysides of Italy, France, and Spain, they proudly source many of their base ingredients locally from small farms and artisanal producers. They offer a variety of truffle products, from truffle oil and truffle butter, to truffle salami and honey, to even truffle hot sauce. I love truffle hot sauce. They've also recently launched cheesesteaks by the Truffleist, so keep an eye out for pop-ups in your area. So bring the taste of truffle into your life. Go to truffleist.com, that's T-R-U-F-F-L-E-I-S-T.com to place your first order. Now back to the show. Where did the name Quota come from? Um, it came from a song that didn't make the record. Oh, cool. that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I just like latched on to, to the meaning of the word and just like thinking about the timeline of, of when I made this record and kind of like I just touched on like a lot of the chapters that I went through and it really felt full circle and we kind of met our quota or I met my quota of like emotions, you yeah. know? It is kind of funny though that the song... Didn't make the quota. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I was. I, I think I regret it. Actually, I regret that song not being on the record because I was just insecure about it. I don't know. Deluxe, but, deluxe record. Quota deluxe. Oh yeah. yeah. A little bonus. A little bonus track. Um, like a I mean, the, the song, is acoustic the version. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. song is called Cold Shoulder. It's it's still on Spotify. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. In the world for for people to hear, but um. Yeah. <laughs> What's the lyric uh, that inspired it? All I needed was your shoulder, but you disappeared when you met your quota. All I needed was your shoulder. Ooh. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, and he sang it for us, too. Yeah. Um, I really like Wallflower. Thanks, it man. seems like the people, the people like Wallflower too, but I like Wallflower. Yeah, I like that song too. Yeah. You know, it was and nice. that's cool. I mean, like, I think I'll like I'll, the most I'll, popular track. That's fine. I'll do it. My most popular songs, I feel like, uh, are the ones that I like the most too. Good. So I'm, I'm You'd rather that than the other way around, yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Our most popular tracks. I'm like, come on, just fucking listen to this. Like, listen to this other one. Like, <laughs> stop it. Stop. Yeah. I, well, I stop it can stay. Stop it can stay. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but stop and listen to these other ones. <laughs> exactly. It's like going to a restaurant and like they're famous for the burger, but we're like, hey man, the salad's pretty good too. Like the right? salad. <laughs> and the salad, like, like the guy the guy opened up the thing to be a salad joint. And at one point, yeah. somebody was just the like, burger oh, the burgers too. are great. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is there a line from Wallflower you really like? I think that song, uh, I, I I wrote it kind of cheeky, where it was like, electric slide so you know I exist. Electric slide, just so you know I exist. Just because like, I'm, I'm, I've always been like pretty awkward. <laughs> and when I was singing that song, I was just thinking of like, like a middle school dance or something right. when all the guys are like against the wall, you right. know, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, of course. you, you build yourself up like an hour into the dance and you just like go balls to the wall and just try something. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. There's another song that, uh, that is popular, which means you must love it. 
that I, I really liked as well. But tell me about Unwind. How did Unwind come to be? So Unwind, I wrote after my song Compromised um, was like gaining some traction. And I knew that I wanted to run with that sound. I was in the studio with these people that it was a big studio, you know, and I like had, I was just starting out. I was super intimidated. These people have worked with like Chris Brown and Ariana Grande. And I was like, these people are nothing like me, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try and figure this out. And I went through a lot of those sessions, like just super shy. And I just, I, I wasn't a big fan of the process. And I was like talking to a management team at the time and they were like trying to force this thing on me. And I was like, you know what? Like, fuck this. I'm not going to do this anymore. So I got out of that studio. I hit up my friend Jesse and I was like, hey, man, like I'm being forced into this like weird studio. They're trying to make me sound like Bruno Mars and shit. I would rather just like go to your house. And he was living in San Diego at the time. And uh, let's just like write songs. And he was like, all right, clears the schedule. We go and buy like a synth because we didn't have any at the time. And I drive down to San Diego. I spend like a week or two weeks down there. And um, it was just like one of those like kind of magical situations where that you can't emulate, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just like, how do we like tap into those moments, you know? (laughs) Um, And yeah, it just came so naturally to us. Maybe we just really wanted to make that type of music. And like, we finally gave ourselves a chance to do it. And to own Um, it, like to have it not be like a process that you don't vibe with, but to be like, Friends making cool shit. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's a huge thing for me to do things that I love with the people that I love. Because you re- you remix too. I think that like one of the things I really appreciate about you is that like you, you're kind of, you're, you're like us in the sense that it's not just about what you make. It's about who you make it with. It's about, oh, okay. Like right. I, I can do these things. What if I punch up that song? What if we all kind of collaborate on what we're doing? Yeah. You know? Because you feel more attached to it as well yeah. when, when you're doing it with those with those people, as opposed to something uh, just like being set up by one team and another mm-hmm. team. Yeah, and, you know, you throw somebody's hundredth session of the of the year, you know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I went down to San Diego. Uh, Jesse is really good at just like giving me permission or giving me validation to you know play what comes natural to me. Mm-hmm. So that song was like like literally just like the first thing that I played on the synth. And he was like, that's sick. Let's keep running with that. And then we just like, you know. <laughs> was there a line there that the opened other. it up for you? Was there a line? Yeah. Like in the lyrics? Mm-hmm. That kind of came after. I think the the main line that um, we were writing around was uh, we could take a day off. You could swim around the way. like who writes songs about like doing nothing (laughs) because we should and so we did the anti-hustle song yeah the anti-hustle i love that (laughs) the anti-hustle that's the next record (laughs) anti-hustle we spell it a-u-n-t-i-e anti-hustle yeah anti-hustle anti-hustle culture (laughs) anti-hustle culture and yeah, so it was kind of a song. Like, I mean, we were we were kind of like visualizing the music video too. It'd be like kind of where you guys are sitting on a couch, like in a smoky room, just smoking mm-hmm. weed and like just you know 
not with no care in the world. And once it came to like really dialing it in, um, it was kind of more about taking a mental health day and mm-hmm. just like subtracting from from the grind, mm-hmm. right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's how that song came just about. Got on wine. Um, we threw uh, my friend Paul. He played talk box on it. It was just like nice. oh, a yeah. random thing that happened. We love a talk box moment. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so that made the song really special. And yeah, man. Yeah, one of my faves too. I love that so, man. I love that. Yeah. How, when did you start your project? Um, I like and to, why did you I start like it? Like, what, what kind of? We started in like 2016. Um, I did put some stuff out like under the Tim Atlas name, but it 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 definitely wasn't what it was. I was like more just like a guy with a guitar, just you mm-hmm. know. Was there ever a, a point when you had considered a different career path, or was it always going to be okay? You know, we're starting the artist project. Let's go. At the time, I was I was producing. So I was just producing for like local people in the Bay Area um, and then people down here as well. Um, so I was doing both simultaneously. But yeah, it was always it was always music. So they, they were interconnected at the end of the day. Were your folks musical? Was that how you got the bug? Um, yeah, my dad, my dad um, led worship at the church. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, my mom was a fan of music. You know, she loved I mean, my mom's like this. Filipino woman, so she just like loved karaoke and you are, know, are both all, your parents the... Filipino? No, no. Um, my dad was adopted, so um, oh, it's a kind of a question mark what he is. I think he might be a, a little bit Filipino, but he's like American, <laughs> so, <laughs> all sorts of things. But yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom was like a big fan of music, so I was always around like a bunch of different things growing up. Pausing the podcast to remind you that we have a Patreon that you can subscribe to if you want to support the show. If you're enjoying this episode, but you're thinking that you've got a burning question for an artist, or you just want to talk with us, or maybe you just want to mug with our faces, our Patreon's the way to go. So go to patreon.com slash talking lion to subscribe. Now back to the show. Are you ready, Tim Atlas, for the question round? The question round. Okay. The question round. (laughs) The random question is, what do you dream your life will be like in 10 years? That's a tough one. It's a tough one, but an interesting Uh, one, I think, for artists, because we spend so much time kind of future casting and like planning like our life. Yeah. But 10 years is a long time out. What what do you think that's going to look like for you? 10 years is a long time. So I'm moving to New York right now. I don't think that New York will be my forever home. (laughs) Um, Hill House. 10 years. So... I'm definitely not a 10-year plan guy. I like think about, you know, what I'm doing tomorrow. Right. As opposed to 10 years. So that's really hard for can, me. Can I rephrase the question actually? Sure. Let's say we we got to see your life 10 years from now. Okay. What's like one thing you'd be disappointed wasn't there? Mm. I'd be really sad if my dog wasn't there anymore. Mm. Yeah. So I got her when she was 10 weeks and she's four years old now. Oh. So if in 10 years she's not around, she'll probably be around. Yeah. My, listen, my, yeah. my dog lived like 18 years or something yeah, crazy. Like yeah, she'll yeah. be an old lady at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I'd be really sad if uh, if she wasn't around because she's just like the perfect little pup. But yeah, in 10 years, I honestly like, I would love to be doing 
the same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think that's yeah. that. I mean, like, hopefully answer. bigger and better, you know, maybe playing some bigger rooms. But I mean, like, at the end of the day, I just really love. Do you want a family? Like, do you uh, want to do the family thing? I do want some kids at some point. Little Tim's running around. <laughs> little Tim's? I don't mind that. Tim's and Tim's? It's just hard to wrap my mind around just because, like, I'm in such a different space right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when I see a baby, I'm just like, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> uh, 10 years is a really nice time for thinking about that kind of thing. I think I think I want, I do want a family in the mm-hmm. next 10 years. Like, that is definitely a priority. But yeah. I think... I would like to be doing what we're doing, but better. Like yeah. I think that I, you know, yeah. the, that the podcast rocks and that like all of our friends are famous and, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like fun and we're involved in movies and this and that and shit and all that stuff. And I would like to still be making music with you. I yeah. just I think we should live in different houses. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, the, that's the biggest change that I, I foresee. I think <laughs> we'll be doing precisely what we're doing just in our own in our own houses. It's I'll right be, I'll be sad. I'll miss, I'll definitely miss it, but yeah. it'll definitely be, that'll be the mark of like the next stage of adulthood. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yes. But I, I love your answer to that question. Cause I feel like I, I think we also recently hit this point in our life where we're doing pretty much exactly what we want to do. And I think that that's like one of the biggest blessings. So like, yeah, like I, I, I'm not, I'm no longer looking forward at my life. Like, Oh, like I, I hope to eventually get to this place. Like, no, I'm in the place where I'm doing what I want to do. I get yeah. to make art for a living. That's all I really want to do. And I just hope to be still be doing that in 10 years. Well, I think we're doing what we want to do, how we want to do it. Um, And I think that a lot of where my 10 year stuff is, is like in scale. Yeah. Scalability. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys are laying the foundation right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, it just doesn't mean that you don't want to grow from it. Of course. Like, you know, this is what I want to do forever. I just want to do it bigger and better. We're just, you know, and we're we're in this place now for sure. We're like we've been doing this for seven years, but we're labels still say we're early. Yeah, you know, like that's the balance. You know, it's yeah. like it's like yeah, sure, we're very early in our career, right? <laughs> Which I would love that. I would love to if if seven years is early in a career, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's because great. it means that like we're st- we still have a long way to go. You know, I'd rather say we're like, early than late. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think about that when people get like best new artists like at the Grammys. It's like, yeah, and they've been working. They've been new doing artists. Yeah. They've been yeah. grinding at this for like, like ten years. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> we're in the sweet spot, baby. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what is your phone background? My phone background. It's a um cat in outer space playing a synthesizer oh my god (laughs) that is fantastic yeah let me like that yes that is precisely what that is (laughs) that is 100 what that is no further questions (laughs) um do you have a non-musical hobby i like to uh climb rocks i love rock climbing nice i just came from uh hollywood boulders oh amazing very cool but i think that's it uh what else do i like whenever i like enjoy something i just lean in completely um so i have been i've been playing a lot of smash bros nice. yo um, well, and i just started playing fortnite like two weeks ago oh, <laughs> very fun. we'll play you in smash bros We're, i'm an overwatch person oh, okay um, so that's my game of choice cool. but, uh we'll, we'll challenge you to smash bros oh dude yeah. let's do it done and done yeah i'm not that great but i mean it's fun i have you know a lifetime of experience yeah. Yeah. i'm definitely a late bloomer on the video game thing um but uh yeah now i now i just can't put it down who's your main 
Uh, Kirby. Nice. Yeah. I'm, a Link, I'm a Link person. Nice. Yeah. Link is cool. Young Link, Link and cool. adult Link, depending on if it's crowd or solo. Yeah. Yeah. I like try to do, I try, I'm trying to hone in on my secondary and that's a uh, Mega Man. Yo. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But you know. My secondary is Zero Suit. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like the agile yeah. folks, you know. She's sick. She's crazy. She's yeah, sick. Definitely. But yeah, dude, I've been playing Fortnite. I never thought I would be a Fortnite guy. But dude. definitely a late bloomer there. Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. Uh, dude, uh, yeah, people still play. He's on the podcast. <laughs> like, have you guys heard of Fortnite? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still it's still a huge thing. I mean, especially I'm now like one like, of those old people. That, he went like, on to see Ariana Facebook. Grande. Yeah, I was about to say. He like, went on he... to see Ariana Grande. <laughs> oh, I did. I did, did you actually? Yeah, I did. Was it sick? It seemed cool. It was like immersive. Yeah. <laughs> it was immersive. It wasn't a concert by any means. It was but just an experience. Was yeah, she like was just... there? Like what's the... Yeah, it's like a Fortnite character of a giant Ariana Grande. <laughs> and she was just like dancing around like you're riding like this unicorn and it's like flying leaving this rainbow trail. Yeah, and you're like flying through these clouds with Ariana Grande and... She's like performing each of her songs. It's like 15 minutes or something. That's like cool. That. But like, she, was she there or was it just no. like this was all pre programmed? No, it's all pre programmed. Okay. Yeah. It was just an, like a virtual experience. experience. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting, because we also, the a song that I wrote got sampled on a record by this band, Easy Life, and they performed it in Fortnite. And that was my first oh, introduction cool. to something like that. I'm just like, oh, this is a thing that people are doing. Yeah. It's like, there's these, a like, lot of like pop concerts. culture yeah. in there. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. I mean, you get in a car and like the radio plays and it's always like a different song. I was just like, there's, there's so much ca- opportunity. There's a car in Forkknife? <laughs> Forkknife? Forkknife. <laughs> Forkknife. Forkknife. Um, there's a car? Yeah, you can get in many cars. You can drive like a, a truck. Yeah, I think it's getting know, more MMO-y as, as time goes on. It's okay, like, so it's not a battle royale anymore? It is. It is, but okay. Yeah. I, I played it when it was like pretty much PUBG in 3D, you know? Yeah. The only time I played it when it was like the basic core mechanics. And then every time somebody tells me something about Fortnite, I'm like, that can't be the same game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel too. I'm just like, I don't even understand what this is anymore, but I'm assuming it's, I mean, so the core gameplay is probably still the core gameplay. See, that's the thing. I, I feel like me playing Fortnite right now is like, our parents getting on Facebook just like a couple <laughs> years ago. You know what I mean? And now we got on Facebook now. We're just like, what are all these features? Like, how do I even use this app? Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, good yeah. old fork knife. Uh, fork yeah. knife. On to a very important question. Super important question. Super duper important. Would you be a pirate? R. <laughs> Would I be a pirate? Um... You're already kind of dressed like a pirate I, right now. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. You have a bit of a Smee look going. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's wearing a straight, he's wearing um, like, um, like a sailor's cap. Not like a sailor's yeah. cap, but you're wearing like a cap. Yeah. Like, I would describe that as a, as a cap. Mm-hmm. It's not quite a beanie. You pull it down, yeah. it's a beanie, but like right. right now it's a little more top head. Yep. And you are wearing a striped polo. Is that a polo? It's a shirt. It's just a yeah. shirt. Yeah. 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 Striped shirt. Uh, that's like blue and white and shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, guess, you're the most Popeye I've ever you, seen you. <laughs> did you guys plan this question, man? Or is this just a coincidence? <laughs> yeah, actually, I saw you walking up and I, I said to know immediately, you gotta add this question. Yeah, um, would I be a pirate? Like, what, what's the job of a pirate? Like, what do, what's the day-to-day? Of, I mean, sailing, like... Like, like stealing like, shit? I mean, but stealing <laughs> shit from, like, 
from like bad sovereign nations, like oh, sovereign like a, nations, like a, like a Robin Hood pirate. Yeah, situation. you're kind of you are Robin Hooding. You know, you were fucked over yeah. by your government, right? You know, yeah. So, so but it is. It, I mean, you are stealing. You are stealing. Yeah. So so it's it's doing robberies is basically the job. Right. Yeah, but, I, but you don't yeah. have to murder. Okay. Or pillage. Okay. Like you. I don't want to do that. No. Yeah. You can. You don't have to do like crazy violence. I feel like if I had a series of events that happened in my life where I fell into pirate culture, then I would fully immerse in it, and I would, and I would, you know, I would participate. I think that's an honest answer. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he's ready to go. I just, he's, yeah. he's already ready to go. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm dressing, I'm, I'm dressing <laughs> the part. Pirate. So yeah, there you go. What was your first tattoo? This one here. Quoth the Raven. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> it's supposed to be uh, a. What's well, a raven, to, or is it a crow? It's a blackbird. It's a blackbird oh, singing black. the dead of night. Exactly, and that's uh, what. It, that's yeah, that's, I got. Yeah, this. it's a perched. It's a per- yeah. for people who, who can't see it. My mom didn't talk to me for very long. She's a fan. Is that cultural? It's more traditional. Gotcha. Than okay. anything. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of tattoos, actually, when we met at South by. We, uh, me and my band, we all got this tattoo. I remember. Yeah. I remember. And, <laughs> you were so um, excited about it. So yeah, I was stoked on this tattoo, right? And I think he's like the third person in the guys. And, you know, he's tattooing my friend. He's like, so funny. These don't even grow here in Texas. <laughs> These <laughs> so only grow funny. in Arizona. <laughs> it's, it's a cactus it's a for cactus, people in Listener yeah. Land. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a cactus. Um <laughs> Could you imagine if we didn't specify that? People are like, what? What was it? (laughs) What doesn't grow in Texas? Uh, Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was my first tattoo. Um, A lot of people think it's like, uh, what's that? What's that? Um, Transatlanticism? Oh, oh, Transatlanticism. Yeah. I just need need, like that little like red thread. The squirrely, yeah. The the squiggly, the squiggly red line. Yeah, it definitely looks looks like that bird, but it also, you know, it... I, that wasn't right. my first thought, but now that you mention it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I have like tattoos kind of like spread out. I I, I want to get more. Why the blackbird? I was just really attached to that song. I think it's like one of the first songs I learned oh, the guitar, yeah. and you know, yeah, yeah, very cool. What was the first concert you ever attended? <laughs> uh, He's about to hit us with the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> the first concert that I ever attended was um, Paramore. Nice. Yes! Well, that's incredible. That's the best answer. That's amazing. Objectively yeah. the Wait, was it the answer. Honda Civic tour? I I don't remember. I don't remember. It was definitely like the Riot, you know, yeah. nice. like, tour. They came to, I was going to San Jose State and um, yeah, they came to. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I saw them when they like brought out the couch from their first record. You oh know, my like gosh. it was yeah, I love Paramore Live is falling. Dude, oh, I love that band. <laughs> oh my god. Paramore is so good. They're, They're so, so good. good. Um can you recommend our listeners a boob? Can you recommend our listeners a boob? Yeah, wow. Okay. Can you recommend our listeners a movie, a book, and a TV show? Okay. Book, The Alchemist. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Um, TV show. I've been watching a lot of like trash TV. <laughs> I don't know why. Lay it on us. Give like us something. Um, I've been watching like Love Island UK. Oh, great. Nice. Yeah, a yeah, classic. Yeah. 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 Do you guys watch that? I mean, we don't watch that, but we're like the craziest Bachelor fans we're you'll find. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Similar vibe. We like listen to a Bachelor podcast. I yeah. like Love yeah. Island UK because like they use all of this uh, like 
UK slang. Yeah, it's Proper very entertaining. Fit. Yeah, that guy's a bit of me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that adds another element. Yeah, it's of a cultural entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as far as like a really good TV show, have you guys watched Raised by Wolves? Oh, oh. like the Alien? Yeah, yeah is that who, on who, HBO. Who, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, I haven't watched um, it, but it's like really weird vibes. Okay. You might like it because of Rome. Rome. Raised by wolves. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh yes. I wish I could give you a better answer. Um, but yeah, most of my entertainment has been coming from like <laughs> stupid reality TV. I mean, that, I love that for you. It just like, takes me out of, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's what we want entertainment for. <laughs> hey, we at, we asked him his favorite TV show and Tim Atlas shrugged. Wow. Mm. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, and movie and movie and movie and movie. You know what movie I watch? Like just I just like come back to. Mm. I don't know why. I just like to put it on. It's kind of like when people put on like it's not like a comfort movie, but it's just like entertaining to me. Um Interstellar. Oh nice. interesting. That's a good yeah. one. The love I, dimension. Yeah, I just love putting it on. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. That's a good one. There Interstellar you go. is cool. Interstellar at least like does time travel how I like it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Time travel and I have a very very uh, strong relationship. Interesting. Yeah, it's an open relationship. Okay. You know, which is how okay. I'm able to, to, you know, go come to LA. Right. Me and time travel. You know. Right. Um. But we yeah. call back. Yeah. Right. Let's call back. I liked yeah. it. I liked it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My 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 relationship with time travel actually recently ended because she didn't see a future, and I I've been having oh trouble God. I've been having trouble moving on, and she said that the past is the past. But we must live in the present. Let's live in the present. It's the only way forward. Uh, next question is, do you have a scar with a story? Yeah. this On my knee right here. I don't know if you could see it because it was so many years ago. I really liked rollerblading as a kid. Nice. And so my stepdad um, set up like this rope in the garage for me to hold on to. And I would just like skate in circles because I didn't know how to. Oh, wow. And then uh, one day I was feeling brave. And uh, I wanted to go down the driveway. I don't know how old I was. I was probably like seven or something. Um, and I did it. And then like, I just fell face first. I like gashed my knee and then oh. I like chipped my tooth. <laughs> I mean, that's came back the, in the house just bleeding. Uh, pardon the phrasing of this, but that's the thing about the suburbs that there's always a kid eating shit in the driveway. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's yeah. just, that's just what happens, you know? Like, yeah. you know, for me it was biking and I'm like, oh, no hands. And then yeah. it's just like, you need those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my story. I love yeah. that. What I love about the question is that no one has said no to this question. Everyone, uh, everyone has a scar with a story. Yeah. And nice. it's usually some kind of childhood thing. Like sometimes it's like a dog or some yeah. kind of kitchen accident. But it's like we all we all get those scars and like learn something from it. That's so interesting. Yeah, I've never broken a bone. Me neither. I've yeah, never neither. Uh, been stung by a bee. I have because I tried to pet uh, one. Yeah, they're very fluffy. You, you wait, what? I was trying to pet a bee. You were trying to pet a bee. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I also got stung by a wasp yeah. twice. Whoa. Oh my oh, yeah. god. On your story. face? In the same spot, yeah. All right, Tim. What are three thoughts you have at this very moment? I'm wondering how far Guisados is from here. It's pretty close. Down the street. Right down okay. the street. <laughs> I am literally um like moving, like as we speak. Um, so I'm just like selling a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, I think I just have like a lot of moving thoughts. And <laughs> I actually like ran out of water and I have like this like itch in my throat. <laughs> I'll, get you some, I'll get you some water. <laughs> These are like the most boring thoughts of all time, but <laughs> thanks, dude. 
That is actually our theme song. Oh, nice. Roughly approximated. That was good. That was all right. <laughs> nice, That was dude. stellar. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You got something there, kid. Yeah. <laughs> you might be onto something you there, bud. You might be onto something. Jim <laughs> Apple? Jim <laughs> Apple. Oh, my God. Incredible. Um, and last question for you. Um, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to growth. I'm looking forward to walking more. Mm. I'm looking forward to hugging people and like hanging with people. I've always said like I'm an introvert and like I would do fine in the pandemic, but now I'm questioning this because like I, I crave people a lot <laughs> now. Yeah. So yeah, excited for that. Well, it's been so awesome catching up before you leave and being friends in this space and just being able to see you in person and hug and all that. So Tim, thank you so much for being on the show. Dude, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking Lion. We would like to thank New Wave, The Truffleist, and Isotope for their support of Talking Lion. If you'd like to show your support, ask our guests your questions, talk to us on Discord, and get a shout out at the end of each episode, subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash talkinglion. Thank you for listening and see you next time.